Hello, friends, and however you're listening to this episode of On Grace, we're really grateful for you. My name is Jason Brown, and just as the Old Testament and New Testament come together to create a beautiful picture of God. We were freaking Reese's Cup a couple weeks ago. <laughs> now we're Old Testament, New Testament. All right, go ahead. I'll let you decide which is which, but Mr. Wayne Hunter and Mr. Wendell Van Valen. Call me Moses, please. <laughs> and... <laughs> Does he that mean he can be John or something? Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Isn't John the one Jesus loved though? I think, yes, I, think that's I might right. choose that one. Well, yeah. I was trying to help him. I'm yeah. trying to be gracious to him. So well, does that make Jason the apocrypha? <laughs> the, the, Good non, one. the non-canonical books. There Beloved, you go. Beloved by Catholics. That's He's right. the Gospel that's of Thomas. Right. Who have been doing this the longest. So that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I know. See, he's wearing his papal ring. <laughs> Took off my hat though. That's good. Uh, I think that today uh, on this episode, version, series, whatever, session, session. Okay, um, we're going to talk about grace and shame. Uh, shame being a really common experience, I think, in uh, in our day, maybe probably all through time. I imagine, uh, since we most people feel they're not good enough. Uh, some people hide it better than others, but there's this sense of, uh, and I think. You know, there, there is this guilt that can be healthy uh, when we have wronged others, but shame is this sense of of being being bad. I am a bad person, not that I've done a bad thing. And so how does grace help us deliver us uh, or uh, heal us from that sense of shame? Uh, and what we've talked about is the idea that grace recognizes the worth uh, in others, and so maybe how it helps us is, is recognizing the worth within ourselves. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. It, uh, we've talked about the gray, the energy of grace. I don't know if you know. We've talked about that the interaction between two people where grace is present. There's the the gr- the energy between them is really the grace, and. So many of our relationships are skewed and or toxic on the human level. Our caregivers are, I mean, just people in general all through life, the exchanges we have are mixed in so many ways. And so I think when we encounter God in in a relational deep level, we get nothing but you are worth something from him. We don't ever get, yeah, but, or if you only. We always get straight up, I adore you. You are worth everything to me. Uh, if you only knew how I felt about you. Know, we get yeah. those. And but, but we don't talk like that very much, do we? I mean, we, No. We always put the, the but in there. Yeah. Yeah. But to, but to me, what because I lived a life of shame. Mm-hmm. I, I was taught early on, you're a pile of dog do. That's who you are. You smell, you stink, you're incapable, you're stupid, you're slow, you're clumsy. You know, that's just what I was fed. And I tried to learn my way out of that by going to school, making good grades. I tried to achieve my way out of that. I tried to obey my rules, obey the rules out of that. None of that. None of that made any right. difference. I felt just as ashamed of myself as ever. It's when I finally 
not just mentally, but experientially realized that I was loved, not tolerated love, but a adoration type love by God. Right. That the shame began to go away. Yeah. And I think the challenge, uh, or the thing that makes it hard, is when I see myself as I am, I do have some broken places. Sure. And there are some stuff I mess up, and there are some things I don't know. There are some things that are twisted. And so uh, how can, to recognize that I have worth even with those things, uh, you know, that that grace. Well, well, hold on. What if we could even say I have worth especially because of those things? Yeah. Those aren't just tolerable right. parts of right. me. Yeah. They are parts that God is fascinated with. Right. And they're parts that God says, watch what I can do with this. Mm-hmm. So they're not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, that, is that pushing it too far? Not. Th- I think that's that's where grace takes us if yeah. if we follow it. But but we always have those buts <laughs> that keep us from doing that. Everybody's got to uh, have a but. You can't sit down <laughs> with that one. So I mean. <laughs> and some people stick them in all the time. Yeah. So I guess we we tend to do that. Um, and so when I see myself, um, can I believe that I have worth infinite? immeasurable unbelievable worth to god and be who i am in this moment mm. uh so that there so that i am set free from shame and open to the possibility that that i am uh unconditional really unconditionally mm. loved i mean we talk about those terms but do we really experience grace like that and how can we help each other uh, be healed of our shame or our fear what, uh, that keeps us from living in that reality? Mm. I think maybe we just have to keep saying it over and over again. I mean, uh, that's kind of what we've done, I think, is keep saying the same stuff over and over again uh, until we start to believe it. And not just believe it, but experience it. Yeah, That's the more important part. Have what are you thinking, Jason? Well, I'm, I'm wondering how much of shame comes from our transactional view of love and our transactional view of relationships. Um, maybe that's my own baggage that I expect that you expect something from me, mm. and I am worried that I'm not going to be able to live up to those expectations mm. or that I internalize a standard that I think you have for me, whether you have it or not. And um, I don't live up to that standard. So, for example, um, like last episode, I talked about, you know, my inability to fix things um, at home. And, you know, in my mind, that's the standard of Mm. uh, that I should live up to. And so there's a sense of uh, shame that I'm not able to do that well it goes back to what you could produce or not produce or whatever instead of re- who you are in essence it's even like on on when we do this you know, there's a sense which i expect i have the sense that y'all expect me to say something brilliant every time and i only do it about 90 percent of the you time think that? So. <laughs> I've, I've never come in here thinking, <laughs> <You have it. laughs> and so i have this shame that 10 percent of the time i don't come up with anything brilliant so <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Wayne, you've been living in a delusion here. <laughs> so my, my, my problem is delusion, not shame. Yeah, That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't expect anything from you. Yeah, and I can edit too, so <laughs> yeah. uh, I can string yeah. together sentences for yeah. you. He, he could make him sound brilliant. <laughs> That's brilliant. What do you think I've been doing, Wendell? <laughs> Shoot. Uh, it, it, I think that there is a... There is a momentum of this thing, and I don't think that you can wave a magic wand and say, you are graced, you no longer will feel shame. But I think if you take a baby step and and, and believe, okay, God is not, he's, he's not angry at me. Okay, I took that step. And then you take another one and... And you say, I, th- I think he tolerates me. And then you take another, and it yeah. just, it, it, right. and then it, it gains momentum. And and it, it, I, I don't live here, but there are times when I think, my God adores me. And it's yeah. it's not a head thought; it's in here. Right. And I can't bottle it up and right. or stick it in my pocket, right. you know, freeze dry it and take Pull it out when I want. want no, no, right. no, yeah. no. Yeah. But those times assure me. This is real. Yeah. This is real. I may not live there all the time, but right. this is real. And, and we, we keep telling ourselves that this is God's desire more than ours. That this is not me trying to get it right, but it's God. God is pouring himself into right. me making this, having this experience. Yeah. He is all in for me to experience grace and to know how much I'm loved. So I'm not alone in this effort. It's not a wandering in the wilderness as much as it is of being wooed and pursued and and seduced into yeah. uh, recognizing that God loves us. So we're not we're not just, you know, building our own kingdom here, but we're we're being discovered, being found, uh, and discovering that or realizing that this is what is. Becoming a you know, waking up to it, being born again to this realization yeah. this place that God has for us. I think I mean we we we've said several times that Wayne and I are kind of like JB's parents age. So we've had a little more life, but I've lived in the transactional thinking. And I think I think what shocked me the first couple times it happened is when God snuck up on me and loved on me experientially when there was no transaction whatsoever. I performed nothing, I did nothing. I was just walking somewhere or just, yeah. you know, thinking about nothing. And all of a sudden I was aware, keenly aware of God's presence and God's love for me. And it was, and the first thing my mind went to was, what did I do to deserve this? And I was like, I can't come up with anything. Mm-hmm. And then that starts to gain momentum. And, and, it, and now even when I behave poorly, I, I don't feel shame anymore. Because I I realize my performance has well it's what, what you were saying Wayne that the the floodgates from heaven are wide open right and my performance yeah. has little to nothing to do with the right. direction of the flow yeah or the intensity of the flow right yeah I'm I'm pretty um, I keep coming back to this idea that the parts of us that are broken um, are not the tolerated parts right but but i don't know what they would become like the celebrated parts i don't know um but the what i'm what i'm reflecting on is how often as a pastor 
and as a Christian have I approached God already with the frame that that I'm not enough, right? Mm. Like if when you when you right mm. like when you do the Romans road with with people, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know. It, but you're yeah. starting at it. You're starting your starting point is yeah. that you should be ashamed. Yes. Right. Like you should yes. be ashamed of yes. who you are. Yes, yes, yes. You oh, should be ashamed yeah. of yeah. what you lack. Right. right. Yeah. And so good point. That is the that is the entry into. Uh, the 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 pool of faith as it were like yeah. that's the right. that's the first step rather than um you know it, as you guys have said here that god's love is immeasurable mm. um in in this in this moment and every moment right it is instead you're not good enough right yeah that's good i mean that's it's bad it's terrible but that no that's so really good in, <laughs> and that's, that's a very do. keen insight right. to make i think that helps a lot of people get this yeah they yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we even think about uh repentance as transactional. Right. We right. repent and so that earns us uh God's love. Uh and so it sets us off from the very beginning on the wrong st- footstep, the wrong direction in our relationship with God. If there if there's if there's a, an active part of faith, it's not doing good things or thinking good thoughts if there's an active part of faith it seems to me like it's seeing where there are obstacles to grace in my life and and just simply saying to god i see this as an obstacle i'm not sure what to do with it right but i'm acknowledging it's there and if you figure out a way to knock it over over flood it overflow it go you know but but our idea is, well, I, I have to do better. Yeah. Or I have yeah. to think more correctly or I have to. Yeah. And really, the, Fix it. yeah, the problem is, is that. Yeah. That's the obstacle. Right. Yeah, there you go. That's, yeah. that's the obstacle. Right. Is trying harder and, and trying to be smarter. Yeah. Which people are going to say, so behave poorly and be dumb. And yeah. that makes grace flow. It's like, no, no, no. But, you know, that's what they accused Paul of saying. I know it. Yeah. He, What are you saying? Sin more so grace can abound? Well, he's kind of close to that. <laughs> I mean, it's not. he says, you know, absolutely not. But they, it was so close to it that that's how they interpreted it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so there is something to that. It, it, the thing that grace does for me over and over is it. it I'm learning. It, and you already alluded to this already god is full on flooding us all the time it's not a trickle it's a flood if you just look at the at the whole incarnation deal god did every bit of the initiating and every bit of the grunt work and every bit of the bulldozer work with john the baptist preparing away he did everything and yet we come up with well so what do i have to do well, did you don't just see what I just did? Right. But this is his track record all through right. history, and why would we think that it's changed now? Yeah. So our part is not to do anything but just receive this and then let it go where it's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think to understand grace as not just um, God's motivating desire, uh, but but to understand grace as God's dream. Mm. For, for us right that's good removes like the codependency from the right. relationship removes the idea that well i have to do x y or z before i become acceptable yeah grace becomes 
um, the goal and the motivation and the the purpose yeah. to ultimately realize right. God's dream, God's desire for yeah. for my life. Yeah, I think we even get this idea that uh, we don't want to waste grace. We want it to have some impact, on, measurable impact on our lives. That God's grace changes us in some way, and and I think that uh, that that takes away from this sense that. Uh, it is the purpose. Grace is who he is. He's not working towards... So it's the the purpose, it's the means, and it's the end. Uh, that that's just... It's his heart, it's his nature. It's kind yeah. of us discovering God being God. Yeah. Right. It's just like, oh, oh. No. So this is who you are. Yeah. This is what yeah. you do. Right. Oh, yeah. okay. I can live with that. Yeah. But we keep fighting against it, you know. Right. But yeah. it, no, I, I've discovered who you are. And I want to live in that. Right. Yeah. And it works. Our hope is that this podcast and this conversation has given you some context for shame that would allow it to be constructive rather than destructive. We're grateful that you were here. My name is Jason Brown. I've been with Wendell Van Valen and Wayne Hunter. <laughs>